Hello, welcome back to Mom's Couch. We're back at it again for another episode. And today we're going to be talking about confidence and glow up. We love a good glow up. We love a good glow up. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just want to cover this topic as to um, kind of go over how we've kind of improved our confidence. Yeah, and like our journey from like our childhood to now of how we kind of like build our confidence and kind of like the little tips and tricks that we use to like make ourselves feel better. Yeah. And yeah. I think this will be relatable for a lot of people because, you know, some of the stuff we cover in here, a lot of people go through. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, let's get started. So for you, start off with telling me how you feel about your confidence right now and how confident you are as a person. As a person, I feel like my confidence is definitely lacking. But I, like, some days are definitely better than others. I feel like when I, my confidence is the best is when I have a good outfit, my hair is done, mm. and I wholeheartedly just, like, don't care about anyone else, and I'm just, yeah. like, being authentic to myself. Okay. But actually being in that state of mind <laughs> is a lot harder and when it actually comes down to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how often are you in that state of confidence, would you say? Is it really just dependent on like your hair and your outfit, how you're feeling that day? It changes day it by really day? It really depends. And it's like, I'm on kind of a journey to making that my everyday yeah. instead of it just being like an occasional thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you? Like for me, I feel like I, I've become a lot more confident over the years. And for me, that's a whole journey of just like learning to not give a shit. But also I'm kind of the same as you. Like if I have a bad hair day, it's not, it's not it for me, right? Mm -hmm. But if I have a great outfit on, I'm really confident in the way my hair looks, I'm able to carry myself differently than I am on other days. And that's yeah. something that I don't want to rely on that, right? I want to just be able to be confident in myself every single day. But obviously like that's a whole process, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, going back to, like, let's take a trip all the way back, like, in time. Yeah. Starting from childhood. All right? the way back. Um, for me, I think I really struggled a lot growing up with my confidence because I was a chubby child. Okay? I was a little potato <laughs> rolling around the schoolyard. Um, and coming from... I feel like a lot of the Asians out there can relate with me. If you weigh over like a certain amount of pounds, you are obese. Like you have to be thick, thin to be considered skinny. And also like being fat is something that people talk very openly about and they're yeah. very rude. And like, that's like a very big thing, especially like in our society, the American beauty standards is like paper thin. Paper no. thin too. I would say, honestly, that's an Asian beauty standard. Really? Like, yeah, for sure. Because in places like Korea, like Korean K-pop stars are known for having like crazy diets where they mm -hmm. literally starve themselves. I know one girl, one K-pop star, I forget what um, group she's in. It's FX. So she's a really famous K-pop star. Yeah. She went on a diet where she ate a banana for every meal of the day. So for three no meals, way. she only had three bananas every single day. To become paper thin and like that's kind of the beauty standard there it's like the skinnier you are the prettier you are and the prettier you are the better you are treated by society yeah and it's a huge thing of asians and like even looking at my mom like my mom is obviously very thin but she even despite being super thin and having a amazing metabolism i don't understand how um she still worries about her weight 
like she still like looks at her legs compares her legs to others like it's a huge thing mm-hmm. in society like do you have that in your culture or no um, in terms of, like, body not too much, but my mom was like that too. Yeah, she's okay, very similar. Yeah. Again, like my mom is very petite and like fairly thin, but she always was like very worried. She was always like trying out new diets and stuff. Yeah, it's mostly like health reasons. Again, like she's a doctor, so she would like try to like push that and see like what was working and what wasn't working, mm-hmm. and she would kind of like tell her patients. But, like, I would always see that and I would, like, always want to do it with her because, like, we do, like, fun things together, you know? Fun things are like It's dieting. Looking back, I'm like, whoa, that wasn't necessarily the healthiest thing to be trying out all these, like, diets Diets at, like, such a young age and, like, always switching it up. Yeah. You know? And for me, like, in terms of, like, going on diets, I started dieting at a really young age, too. Yeah. And part of it was not just my family, but as a kid, too, I was bullied a lot in, like, middle school, elementary school, high school. Like, all those years, I was bullied so much for being, like, chubbier. Mm -hmm. And looking back on it now, like, I was never overweight, but I thought I was so chubby because I was always being bullied all the time. Yeah. So I think I started dieting when I was, like, 14, 15, and I lost within maybe half a year or within a year I lost like 30 pounds and I became really obsessive to it with it that became really unhealthy like it's just not a healthy thing to get into diet culture itself is really really toxic Mm -hmm. right and I remember I used to make um diet plans for other people like I made one for our friend's aunt Mm -hmm. and she like lost like 20 pounds on it but yeah my whole thing I remember back in the day I was like when you're dieting, it's not about... You can't think about it in the short term. You have to think about it as, like, a lifestyle change. Exactly. But it really... Like, for me, it turned into something so negative. And mm-hmm. I think, for me, that's how I started, like, getting a lot of eating disorders. And, like, now I have, like, intense body dysmorphia. I always think I'm, yeah. like, overweight or, like, super unhealthy looking. That's the thing with diets that they can definitely become very extreme. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. So I always think, like, I'm so much, like bigger than I am and like I've gone through phases where I will literally like starve myself to be like super paper thin because you know I'm like oh like that's what pretty is like being super thin is what pretty is which Mm -hmm. you know it's not necessarily true you don't you don't have to be super thin to be pretty that's facts you can be any weight and be pretty (laughs) yeah but for you like I know you have struggled with like some of those issues yourself for me, it was, like, kind of different. Like, I don't know. I don't didn't really get bullied or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, there was a lot of, like, comments. And I feel like any body shaming in general is just, like, not okay. It's just not and cool. And I feel like, especially with guys, I feel like people feel like they can just, like, get away with it. Because it's, like, yeah. oh, it's a guy. Like, they don't care. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It didn't really bother me. But, like, looking back, I'm, like, there was, like, some things that, like, I subconsciously, like definitely held with me because Mm -hmm. of like things that people said so like people would always be like oh like i was really like thin growing up and i was i had a really fast metabolism and i was really active because i was on like a lot of different like sports and i was always doing something but basically people would always be like oh you're like so thin like you need to eat something and like you're gonna blow away like all these like little comments that like i was like a little kid i was like i don't care i'm going back to go play yeah but like that if that's always like what you're hearing and playing in your head subconsciously i feel like i definitely took that to heart and i was like whoa like i need to like actually go eat so like there were like a lot of times i was like literally binge eating like trying to like put on weight and like i just like couldn't yeah you know 
And then I like got to a point where I, like I could finally put on weight. And then people switched up on me and were like, "Oh, your face looks kind of like round. Like, are you gaining weight?" And I'm like, "Well, like, what is it? Like, am I yeah. supposed to be gaining weight or am I supposed to be losing losing weight?" So it's like I felt like I was definitely like going through a vicious cycle of that for yeah. people. I think actually for men, I think men go through a lot in terms of body image. Um we tend to see it only as like a female issue. Yeah. But you know the whole like bodybuilding, weightlifting, mm-hmm. tracking your macros. I remember reading articles when I was like in high school about how that's actually it can go to it can become an eating disorder if yeah. it goes like really really extreme. Yeah. Um and I was talking to a guy at like in high school and I was like, "Oh, like do guys have eating disorders? Because I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I don't know why. I was so stupid about it. Like, I thought only girls have eating disorders. But obviously, guys, like, they share that struggle too, right? Of, like, they being do. buff, like, having abs, having ripped Everyone arms. wants the six-pack abs. Exactly. The, like, wide shoulders mm-hmm. with the muscles and the biceps. Yeah. Everyone wants the biceps. No one wants the legs. But I wanted the legs too. Yeah. Because, like, I <laughs> play, like, soccer and volleyball. So that, that was, like, all legs. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, a big thing for me. But, and I was, like, very big into the gym, too, when I was, like, in high school. But after a while, I just, like, kind of didn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. But, like, at that time, it was, like, everyone around me was kind of, like, their bodies were developing. And, like, everyone was getting big. So, it's, like, subconsciously, you just want to get big, too, you know? So, that's when I started doing, like, the protein shakes, the protein bars. I remember that. I remember the protein shakes. Yeah. So, I literally would... I was so dumb. I, like, thought I was going to get big from, like, having a protein shake every morning. But I wasn't really, like, working out in the mornings. Mm -hmm. I would usually work out in the night. But, like, every morning I would walk into class with my little protein protein shake. shake. It was so, yeah. I remember those days. Like, at the time, I really didn't see it for what it was. But looking back, I'm, like, I was, like, influenced. And, like, I didn't really care, to be honest. And, like, right now I'm, like, not, like, the most muscular person. I really don't like going to the gym at all. You're really toned, though. But, yeah. You're, like, naturally, like, quite a toned guy. You have muscle. I've seen we'll you. We'll see. <laughs> I've seen you. I would like to get into the gym a little bit more. Yeah. But, like, it's not my passion. And I feel like for a lot of people, especially when your, like, body's starting to develop at that age of, like, 14, 15, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure to just do that. Because especially when you're on a bunch of sports teams and everyone around you is, like, so much bigger and stronger, there's, like, an influence to do that and, like, look like that. Because, yeah. like, that's what all the girls are, like, attracted to, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it was, like, oh, you know, girls have to be really skinny. Like, we had, we went to private school, so we had uniforms. And obviously, like, the girls were wearing kilts yeah. all the time. So, it's, like, your legs were showing. So, it's, like, oh, like, do you have skinny legs? Do you have big legs? I remember one girl. There was this really toxic classmate that we had. I think you might know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. She ended up transferring or, like, leaving to mm-hmm. go to another school. She made a comment saying, um, like, she's caused so much drama for no apparent reason. Extremely toxic individual. Yeah. Um, at the time. I'm not going to judge her now. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, she was like, oh, like, girls that have their kilts down lower just have really big legs. Like, that's why they have the kilts down lower to hide how fat their legs are. And I was like, that what the terrible. hell? What is wrong with, why would you say that? And it's just, like, the worst thing ever. Um, yeah. And I remember, too, getting into, like, the whole body thing. And I remember also being judgmental about bodies. Like, after I lost all the weight and I was, like, skinnier and stuff, I would be judgmental about other people, too, and be like, oh, it's not that hard. You just, like, die, get in the gym. Yeah. But it is such a struggle. It is extremely, extremely hard and it's grueling. Also, yeah. 
obviously everyone is going on like a different journey. Like you don't know exactly. what people are going through. That's bullshit. My, a lot of it is genetics for one. Oh yeah. I naturally like just can't put on a weight, right? Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to do that. So for someone to be like, oh, you just like need to eat more and you'll like be fine is like, no, it doesn't work like that. Same thing if you're bigger and someone is like, oh, how come you just can't be skinny? Not everyone is like their frame can fit like into like a size zero. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that as well. And then two, it's like a lot of psychology. You don't know what someone has been through in their life and like why their habits are the way that they are. Exactly. So you shouldn't be judging them based on the little information that you have just because you see that they have a little bit of weight or if they like super, super skinny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't, exactly. I feel like it, in anything in life, you just shouldn't be judging people, but especially on something like this that's so personal, you shouldn't be... Just, just don't like, no, stay away from that. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like everyone's just going through something. Um, and I think actually another thing that I want to touch on that a lot of people judge about is acne. Mm-hmm. Like I know you and me have been through our own individual yeah acne journeys mm-hmm. like for me personally i didn't have any acne in high school did you me have acne in school yeah and i always never understood like the struggle of it to be honest because mm-hmm. i would see people kind of have issues with it and like not really want to go places and like covering yeah, it out with makeup exactly. i didn't, understand, and I didn't understand it until my acne started when i was in like second or third year of university okay i would say second year more mm-hmm. um and it's like so slowly became more and more like cystic and it was like always there i couldn't like escape it so i would not want to like take pictures i would not want to go anywhere Mm -hmm. to the point where i literally couldn't take it anymore i was i spoke to my mom my doctors and everything and i was like i'm going on accutane which is literally (laughs) one of the strongest most intense drugs i did try some other things in between i was on a lot of different like acne creams i was very good with my skincare to begin with but i tried like monocycline it just like didn't work for me it like made me very sick mm-hmm. uh so i was like no like just give me the accutane so i can get rid of this and i can get back to my life okay and honestly it was very very rough yeah and accutane is not for everyone i do not recommend it mm-hmm. it's unless me. like you have like doctors and all that stuff but for me after it was worth it okay but it was it was definitely a journey i had migraines nosebleeds it causes like affects your mental health yeah all that kind of stuff i've heard horror stories about accutane like and i was on it for six months yeah so it's not like a quick little thing you know i've seen um videos of people who have taken accutane and they've broken out all over their body so their entire body is just like yeah acne and they have to go to the hospital get treated for that because basically the way that it works is that you like it gets worse before it gets better type thing. Like, okay. you, like, purge out all, all of the, the, like, impurities from your skin and, like, all the oil. It basically, like, kind of kills, like, the cells that are, like, creating that, like, sebum. Mm-hmm. And then your, like, skin clears up. Okay. You know, you get very, very dry. You need to, like, stay hydrated. You need to, like, moisturize your lips. are like, always cracked. It's mm-hmm. it's basically torture. Okay. <laughs> And I don't think you're selling anyone to I'm accutane. not selling anyone because it's very intense and I want that to be clear. But at the end of the day, I am made it to the other side of that and my skin is clear. And I feel like I made it define me. And I feel like that's one thing I wouldn't let happen again. So let your acne define you? Know? you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember in first year when I had acne, 
Cause same thing as you, no acne in high school, all in uni, so first and second year. And I was so mortified. Like I had these terrible acne scars on my skin from cleaning my pimples or like whatever, like getting rid of them. And I went on mo monocycline, which is like the most common one, monocycline, tricycline. And it worked for me. But then afterwards, like, I don't know how it just kind of like went away. And like now my skin's pretty like nice. I don't have any issues with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember like having so much anxiety going out. Like I used to wear concealer to cover it. Fun fact, I don't wear any makeup. <laughs> I would get my eyelash extensions on and I'm like, that's it. That's all I need. Yeah. Because um, I, I honestly have no idea how to use it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I literally went on my way to buy concealer just to conceal it so I could go out and do something because I was that self-conscious about it. It gave me so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just not letting it control you because like now if I get a pimple or two, I'm like, it's going to go away. You know what I mean? Eventually all acne for the most part goes away. Mm -hmm. Right? That's so true. Exactly. And like when I see someone with acne, I'm not, I'm not like, oh my God, that person has acne. Yeah. Like, I feel cares? like when you have acne, you think that everyone's staring. Trust me, nobody cares that much, to yeah. be honest. Nobody cares that much. So, yeah. Like maybe you'll have the one or two who actually do. But yeah. at the end of the day, acne is a normal thing. Legit, everyone has gone through some yeah. sort of acne journey. I'm pretty sure they At understand. least you have had a pimple in your life. You yeah. know what? At least once. Exactly. Yeah. So you definitely know what it feels like to have that on your skin and like feel like people are looking. So it's like, don't judge people for that. And like, also don't think that people are judging you and just like, don't let that like restrict you from, from doing the stuff life. that you want to do. Exactly. I think that's actually like a huge point I want to touch on too is for me, when I was younger, I had a lot of anxiety. So whenever I went to a mall, I would always think that, oh my God, everyone's looking at me, everyone's mm -hmm. staring at me. You're not that important. Like, I'm sorry to break it to you. Yeah. You ain't that special. Mm -hmm. Nope. Like, you know, at the most end of the day, most people are probably not looking at you. If they are staring, they're probably just staring because that's what humans like to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, not the greatest thing. <laughs> but um, I think remembering that, you know, not it's it's hard that's the truth like it's anxiety like it, sometimes it's just there mm -hmm. just trying to remember like you know you ha you have a place like you know you're your own person and not everyone's just trying to like stare at you for you know reasons to just like pick at you exactly right i feel like that's a huge part i definitely struggled with that when i was like in middle school because i had really bad teeth and I was very insecure. My mm -hmm. teeth were literally like crooked. They would like face each other. I had that it was too. messed up. Yeah. So I eventually got braces and I had braces and like glasses at the same time. Plus I was like a really like awkward little kid that mm -hmm. was like super scrawny. So I was like really like insecure at this point. And I don't know, I just really wasn't feeling myself. So I couldn't see in class but I would refuse to wear my glasses. I remember this. It was terrible. And like my teachers would come and like complain to my mom being like, he needs these glasses, like this, this, this. And I'm like, no, like I'm okay. Like don't worry about it. <laughs> when I like fully just couldn't see. And even like playing the piano, because I have astigmatism, like I couldn't see up close either. Mm -hmm. So I would be playing and like just like playing from memory. And my like teacher caught on to me and she was like, um, are you looking at the notes even? <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, of course I am. And I'm just like, keep playing. And like, so my, even my music teacher like caught on and like started talking to my mom about it, but I refused to wear these glasses because yeah. I thought 
I, everyone was just gonna like judge me so hard because I was gonna be this brace face, four eyed dork, okay. you know? <laughs> I thought everyone was just gonna roast me. And looking back, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, you know what? I use my glasses as a defense mechanism.、Mm. I was really self conscious with what I looked like without glasses, which is hilarious because I wear contacts like all the time unless,、yeah. you know, we're inside.、Um, but. Like way before, I used to wear glasses all the time. And I remember whenever I took them off, I'd get so many comments from other kids like, oh my God, like I've never seen you without glasses. You look so weird. Like it always gets shit like that. And I'm like, please stay away. Please keep your mouth shut. Yeah.、Um, and when I was actually transitioning from glasses to contacts, I did something weird. So I don't know if I told you this.、Mm. I think you know this. I bought these fake glasses. Oh, I know. That had clear lenses in them. And then I would wear, like, not either contacts or I would wear, yeah, I think I wore contacts beneath contact. them. I remember. And then I would take off my glasses in the middle of class and just, like, pretend like I'm resting my eyes. Yeah. And I did that in third or fourth year of uni. That was when I was, like, transitioning to contacts. It was a really weird time for me.、Mm-hmm. And I just felt so self conscious about it. I did get a little bit of, like, a few comments from friends, like, you, like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah.、Yeah. And some of my friends were actually, like, Oh, like, I like you better with glasses. Yeah. But a few. I do. You like me better with glasses. No, without you were the opposite.、Sorry. You were the opposite, yeah. I like you better with a few、glasses. of my friends pushed me and they were like, You look way better without glasses. Yeah. Please get contacts.、Uh-huh. You were one of them. You were、yeah. one of the big supporters of that. And, like, thank God. Like, thank God I did it. Because now it's like. I remember also glasses used to be so like unfashionable and you were like a loser if you wore them, you're unattractive.、Yeah. And glasses are cute, man.、Yeah. So、Not everyone wears glasses. Even、yeah. people wear like those fake glasses, like you yeah, said. Yeah,、like, exactly. Used to... But people、I、do it for have... style. People do it for style now, right? Yeah. And it's cute, whatever. If it looks good on you, it looks good on you. But I'm so glad that I like was kind of pushed to go out of my comfort zone.、Mm-hmm. And like that's, I feel like that's when I started like glowing up. Because、mm-hmm. you and me have both been through like some pretty big like glow ups. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I went through like two, two stories of a building. <laughs> like, like, a minimum two. Yeah, we definitely have changed, I would say.、Um, and a big part of that, at least like for me, is my hair. Yeah, me too. Because you, like, you really love. I was not allowed to grow my hair, fun fact, I when I was、that. younger. Why? Any, like, I would always just get a buzz cut. My parents were like, Very much against like me growing out my hair at all. They were like, oh, it's unkempt, you can't take care of it, it looks like messy. So I would get a haircut like literally every week. It was. I did not know this. And I was never allowed to grow it out. So I went to university. I just like started growing it out and I would go and get my own haircuts and like just shave the sides.、Yeah. And I like started switching it up. And then in second year, I decided to like twist it. So I did that、looks、for the、so、first time.、Good. And then I started getting all these compliments, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, it looks so cool. I'm like, really? Like, I just wanted to like try something. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Eventually, I started getting really used to it to the point where like I was obsessed with it. I was doing it all the time. And my hair was taking up like all my time. Yeah. Literally all my time. And if I had a bad hair day and it looked like messy, I wouldn't go anywhere. I had to wear a hat. No one could see me.、Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything.、Mm-hmm. So I went through a phase where I like all my identity was literally in this like hairstyle、yeah. that was like basically holding on my attractiveness in a sense. You were the weekend. I was trying to be the weekend. Yeah, you were able. Literally. So I just got to a point where I was like, 
why am I doing this? So I just cut it all off one day. Mm-hmm. And I was miserable for like a week, but I was so happy because I was like, now I don't have to care about this thing that literally means nothing. Yeah. It's just hair. And you can change back. your hairstyle whenever now. Like, yeah. You have the confidence to do that now. Exactly. And I feel like that's the same thing for a lot of people. Even guys, I feel like the guys that like grow up, they're flow and yeah. everything is, oh, all the girls are like, oh my God, like you're so hot. Okay, that was never me, but okay. But it's, I don't know. <laughs> I like shorter hair. <laughs> But all your identity is in this one thing. And I feel like that's the most unhealthy thing. And I'm so glad that I just like cut it off. And now I'm like, can do whatever I want with my hair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for us now, we've, we've formed a lot of our identity or our confidence in our fashion styles. Mm. Because we've changed like a lot over the years. Like that's true. I used to be the Aeropostelli. Then I was like, no, upgrade Hollister. Then I was like, Hollister's not good enough. Abercrombie Fitch, uh-huh. $100 t-shirts for some of the sets, A&F, A&F, like, love we love that. that. <laughs> we love the controversy of the CEO. We love that he only likes cool white American teens that are skinny. And he would only hire, like, models. He like, would only hire models. Like, everyone that. in the store was hot. Yeah. And also, okay, fun fact, slash, actually, just a fact general. Yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch playlist. Amazing. That's true. Amazing. The house music in there. And it always smelled so good, too. You like the clothes? I love that smell. You actually like that? Yeah. You know they douse down the clothes, right? Like really? they, Every single morning, they take a bottle, go to all of the t-shirts, and just, like, to be, I love that smell. Them. Really? I was, that was the one store that I'm like, oh, my gosh, that actually smells so good. I thought the store actually had a good aesthetic. Yeah. Like, it looked cute. It you know what I mean? Cute. But it was, like, that store was toxic. It, that was old, old-day Brandy Melville. Yeah. Essentially. Brandon Melville's worse, in my opinion. That's a whole nother That's podcast episode. Messy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for you, you changed your clothes from like blue notes. Like you yeah. kind of had more skin. I definitely have like. an evolution, but I feel like for me, my confidence always came like from clothes. Like when I was little, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like my parents would buy my clothes at the time, but I would always like make my little own outfits and I wouldn't care if what anyone said. And I was like rocking it. I would wear like the weirdest things. Mm-hmm. In middle school, I'd wear, like, the brightest colors, the craziest prints. I had lime green shirts and, like, red pants. And I felt good. I rocked it. It looked ugly. Like, looking back, it was absolutely (laughs) terrible. But it's, like, having the confidence when you have a fire outfit, at least in your head, if you have a fire outfit. Yeah. And you're just just rocking it. I feel like that's one thing that I've always had since, like, I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Although I was shy, but when I had that outfit, no one could tell me anything. Like, yeah. literally nobody. If you commented on my red pants, I was like... Oh, yeah. You're just I jealous. You can't red rock these red skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for me, I never felt confident in my clothes ever until, like, really more recently where I started experimenting with my style. Yeah. And now I feel like you and me, like, we both have developed. Yeah, we definitely our, our have style. developed and we've grown. And I feel like we're not afraid to, like, push it either. Yeah, we're, we're not afraid to wear what we want or, like, kind of push our level of comfort a bit we're something mm-hmm. a little crazy i used to be yeah. super afraid of it and i used to get comments too like oh like you're wearing that like you don't wear stuff like that and i'm like yeah well now i do exactly i wear it today i wear it right now what are you saying and, and i'm so happy like about it everyone always is like oh i would wear this outfit if i like had a little more confidence yeah it's like or like if i was a little skinnier yeah. or like if i had like a bigger ass or whatever if you want to wear it just wear just it just wear it just wear it and try it out and who's going to say anything? The only people that are going to say anything is, like, the people that are super toxic. Yeah. And they shouldn't <laughs> even be part of your life to begin with. Yeah. So let's get that clear. Exactly. And, like, 
let's say you try something and it doesn't work out. At yeah. least you tried it. And that honestly helps you try to find and establish what your works style. for you. Yeah. What works for you. Like some things, um, you know, you may not like, yeah. um, just keep trying, keep playing with it. Have fun. Like clothing shouldn't be super, super stressful. Although for us, like I know, like sometimes it is, I go through my closet and I cry, uh-huh. but like, it shouldn't be, it should be fun. It's like a way of just showing your personality through like different colors, exactly. textures, like silhouettes. Like it's so, so much fun. It's awesome. It's an artistic medium. And I feel like it has so much power to just like make you feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I have a fire outfit, you can't tell me anything. I have the confidence of like a CEO boss. Like yeah. I rule the world. Like I'm a rock star. Yeah. When I, I walk into outfit. a room with so much confidence and yeah. I'm like, I am top shit. I do not care what anyone says to me. And like at the end of the day, that like shouldn't define you. Like let's say you have, you just like wearing a pair of sweats or whatever. Like who cares? You can still be confident. You sweats. can still be confident. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, um, like kind of going on kind of like tracking your progress for confidence or kind of what defines you being more confident. I, so I know for like, for me and I know for you, like we started getting more compliments and stuff like, Oh, like your style so nice. Like your hair so nice. You look so good. Yeah. You get more attention. Right. I feel like at the end of the day, what really like marks confidence for me is just going somewhere and really not giving a fuck. And I think also for me, a huge compliment that I've started to get is people saying, you're so confident. Like, mm-hmm. You drip with confidence. You're such a confident person. Anyone who knows Jamie, <laughs> well, now, anyone who yeah. knows Jamie now knows this, that when she walks into a room, she is authentically herself. Yeah. You know, she is so confident in who she is. Don't advocate for me. It's so true. And <laughs> I aspire to be this way. When you are authentically yourself, everyone realizes because it's everyone like, sees it and they feel it they can yeah. feel the confidence dripping off of you exactly and i think that's a huge part of your growth like really just learning don't care mm-hmm. and just live for who you are just be yourself exactly and like like i said at the beginning of this podcast those times when you're i personally am most authentically myself is when i have the most confidence mm-hmm. if i am like a little insecure or if i'm comparing myself to others my confidence goes from 100 all the way down to like nothing yeah you know it gets hard when you start to like put yourself next that's one of the biggest things that defeats people's confidence is comparison Mm -hmm. i feel like with social media and just life in general everyone is so like success driven and money driven on all these like different levels and like body image all these things we're always comparing comparing each other I can't speak today. Comparing ourselves to other people. And I feel like it's really unhealthy. And that's definitely affecting our confidence. And we just need to definitely break that. Yeah. And on that note of social media, I don't know if you've seen like TikTok diets and like these crazy like next level diets and stuff. No, like, I haven't. Actually. I guess my advice on that is like try to avoid it and really yeah. don't buy into like the weird diets that people are putting out that that are clearly not healthy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't try Like, don't buy into that. Um, and yeah, I would say, honestly, just do what's best for you in terms of dieting. I say, listen to your body. Yeah. Cause I know now for me, I eat when I'm hungry and I kind of eat what I want. You know what I mean? Eat when you're hungry. 
listen to your body and also what works for other people may not work for you so facts that's why listen to yourself like see what works for you if eating one thing makes you feel better like if it brings you joy do it who cares like just live for once right exactly and you know don't limit yourself from there's a huge thing about like not eating sugar like not eating bread don't limit yourself from stuff that you love Mm -hmm. right always try to you know a good tip for people who want to be like more healthy and balanced is do it in smaller portions. So if you want yeah. to eat candy every day, eat a small portion every day. And you're still getting in your candy fix, right? Yeah. And remember that everyone's on their own path. So mm-hmm. you comparing yourself to someone else is really just doing yourself a disservice. Because it's like you don't know what they've been through to yeah, get here. Exactly. Right? And you're on a totally different path. So totally ignore that. Focus on where you are and where you would like to go and how you're going to get there. Yeah. And then I think um, like last few bits of advice for me are you know just going back on that point of like learning to not give a shit Mm -hmm. really trying to learn not to give a shit and just be yourself know that people are not staring at you you're probably like we ain't that important you know we're normal people um and if you want to wear something wear it Mm -hmm. experiment have fun with your style and just you know work on that confidence little by little day by day I have a few more tips and my first one is like prioritizing yourself. Yeah, that's huge. I feel like, especially for me, I get in this like zone where I'm always worried about other people or other things. And it's like when you are focused on yourself, mind, body and soul, like you're really just like eating healthy you're exercising you're taking care of your mental health whether that's like therapy meditation whatever that looks like for you taking a bath taking doing a face mask like whatever it is self-care definitely helps self-care can look like a lot of different things it doesn't Mm -hmm. just look like doing face masks and like buying expensive things to make you feel better (laughs) you know guilty but like really prioritizing yourself and putting yourself first will put build your confidence a thousand times and i was listening to a podcast literally right before jamie got here actually and he was saying that the easiest way to build your confidence is to essentially promise things to yourself that you're actually going to do every time you're breaking your trust you're killing your confidence for Mm -hmm. yourself and i found like that hit me so hard because that's literally what i do i feel like i put so many expectations on myself and like so many things on my to-do list that it's like i can't get everything done i don't get a lot of the things done yeah it's like i'm letting myself down Mm -hmm. so it's like prioritizing what actually needs to get done and building that trust for myself that oh, I'm actually going to do this and yeah. building that confidence in yourself. That's good advice for me. I've never heard that. But yeah. that's true. Like sometimes you overwhelm yourself. You put way too much on your plate. Exactly. But realistically, like be more realistic with it. It's okay yeah. to not like do everything in one day. Yeah. And then my last few points are just about like affirmations and like positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, we both do, I feel. What? We both like really are hard on ourselves yeah, and we talk so neg- negatively about ourselves but we're so quick to like hype each other up yeah, or hype anyone up yeah. and we're so so positive people but not to ourselves mm-hmm. and i feel like it's important to just kind of watch what you're saying to yourself because you're going to start to believe it you already believe it mm-hmm. right so whenever those thoughts come into your head take a step back and be like wait do i actually identify with this is this true mm-hmm. If it's not, 
be like, oh, push that aside, replace it with a better thought. And it's like, there's so many practices. You can probably look them up on YouTube and whatever, but it's really being mindful of the thoughts that you hold and what you're saying to yourself. If you're constantly saying, oh, I'm too fat or I'm broke and like, I'm not good enough. That's literally what you are. So Okay, like, well... <laughs> well, like, not what you are, yeah. but it's, like, that's what you're telling yourself. That's kind of... You're just, like, constantly breaking you're, down you're, your confidence. You're putting you know? yourself down. So I think the idea is, like, lift yourself up and, like, look at things from a different perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, try not to look at it from a negative lens. Because, um, you know, most people are conditioned at doing that. They're conditioned to looking at themselves negatively. Exactly. Right? So I think breaking out of that, like, step by step, little things like... Saying, oh, my hair looks really good today. Exactly. You know what I mean? My eyebrows are amazing today. And on that point, too, it's like appreciating the little things and taking a different perspective and just appreciate your little wins. Like, celebrate the small victories. Small little things. If you got up today, I know everyone's in quarantine, like, they can barely, like, a lot of people are really struggling. So it's like you got up, you had a meal, you showered. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The next day you have a little more energy. You did a little workout and maybe you cooked something a little fun. Great. The next day you're in bed again. That's fine. You know, it's just like appreciating every little thing that you're doing. Yeah. And being grateful. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's Those are all my tips for today about confidence. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode. We hope that from telling our personal stories that you were able to relate um, and that you're able to take something away from this. That's positive. I hope this really helps you. And we're both on a journey of like building our confidence. Not quite there yet. I feel like we've been pretty real about that. So we hope that this really helps you and let us know how your confidence journey is going. (laughs) All right, see you on the next one, guys. Bye. Bye.